And we now understand Royal. In the lab it looks like mud. Other fuels just ain't for us. We crave a different kind of bus. Well, I have a wonderful electronic invention I want you to see. It, it looks something like this. You're listening to the Hashtag Getting Podcast, brought to you by Auburn University's Samuel Ginn College of Engineering. Hello, loyal listeners. Thanks for uh, making the best. Well, thank yourself, really, for uh, making the best choice you'll be making today by tuning into the best podcast in all of higher education. That would be the award-winning Hashtag Getting. You know it. You love it. You know that it's brought to you by the Samuel Ginn College of Engineering's Office of Communications and Marketing, which I serve as a communications and marketing specialist par excellence. Speaking of over here, see, I don't like when we do a lot of them at, all at once because then I don't uh, again, I feel like I... And I'm wearing the same thing. I know, I know. Too. That's like it doesn't really do it for me. So but maybe if you could start bringing different clothes. Maybe. You know, Just change my on shirt. The, on the same day. Well, we do have some big news before we get into this guest. Oh, well... Yes, tell me, Director. A hundred thousand downloads for this podcast. How about that? How about that? Jared, when we started this podcast, I thought if we got, you know, 500 maybe in the first year Mm -hmm. that it was going to be a success. All from the Hueytown Metropolitan. Yes, all from the Phillips household or family Mm -hmm. tree. Yep. A uh, hundred thousand. So I want to thank everybody out there yeah, for definitely. listening to this, indulging us for 20 minutes a day sure. or 20 minutes a week. Um, but man, a hundred thousand downloads. That is, that is an accomplishment. It's <laughs> something. It's something. Uh, it, but hey, it's not because of yours truly and me over here. It's, no. uh, it's, it's these it's guests. The people. It's the guests that we have. It's people here, like so. Palami Roy. That's it. That's a. Hey, it's about to be, about to be two hundred k. I know. I know. Our uh, yeah, our uh, <laughs> very special guest today. Uh, I thought it was Tank Bigsby at first uh, walking well, in. I thought it was but Bo Jackson. I mean, Bo Jackson. Yeah. My bad. Bo walking in. You didn't see the three. In I didn't front. see the three and the four. She's right. got a. She's got a Bo Jackson jersey, and that's an that's an authentic one too. No, this is the real that's deal. That's the real deal. Mm-hmm. Palami Roy though. Hey. Roy knows bio. Roy knows bio. <laughs> there we go. Bio Jackson. Yeah. Oh, There's the tagline. Bio Systems it. Engineering Department. We got a PhD grad student, uh, PhD candidate. Yep. In biosystems, the uh, recent winner of the uh, best oral presentation at the American Society of Biological and Agricultural Engineers Annual International Symposium in Houston, uh-huh. Texas. In Ace old Houston. A- a sabe? How do y'all say it? What's the shorthand version? It's called A S A B. So you just do you don't yeah. actually pronounce it? S A A B E. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. You know, asabe or we say asabe. Asabe. Yeah. You know, engineers and their acronyms. Right. Right. They can acronym anything. That's what I was wanting to. I thought they were going for it. Sue Shield. I thought might going for it. Now speaking of Palami, when I when I wrote her, reaching out to discuss this award and her Auburn experience, she. She's actually a fan. You know how we have some people, yeah, I listen to you all the time. I love your well, show. And then I, like, well, no. now, Jer, the one of the last times you told me on one of these guests, you were like, oh, yeah, they're a fan. And we got them on here. And they're like, nah, never even heard of this. <laughs> never listened to it. And well, I we, think he wrote us and told us that. he. No, he yeah, wrote us that he was yeah, a huge fan. Huge fan. Now, but a Palami, I believe, 
because she actually because you have heard the show before. Yeah, right? Professor Shushila Dekari. Yeah, Sushil. So he that was, was a there, great one. I think one and a half years back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's when I first heard about the podcast and I really loved what he talked about our our place of work and everything. So we I really liked what he talked about. So yeah, that's I think one and a half years back when I first listened yeah, to him. Yeah, we had him and, and the fecal matters. That's yeah. the best, uh-huh. the best There we go. That was hey, one of the better you titles. Thought fecal matters was good. Wait till Bio Jackson. <laughs> bio over the top. We are the one who is kind of making the fecal matters to buy products, to buy oil. So we are the one who is behind the screen doing yeah. the work. So. Well, yeah, no, that's what I, I wanted. I want to hear more about this because. Well, so let's uh, well, so let's talk about. It. So, yeah, what are y'all doing? What What are you doing over there in biosystems <laughs> engineering? Okay, so if we really want to be a part of a system who want to save the planet, that's the major for you, because. We kind of use any kind of waste material starting from sweat sludge to biomass to waste plastic to waste cooking oil and we turn into gasoline, jet fuel fraction, biodiesel, so on. So we kind of used waste to products like a circular uh, economy in a way. So we kind of help to build a circular economy, not just bio oil, but biofuels, raisin, additives, all from bioproducts. So we kind of take the waste to value-added products. That's what we do. And it's kind of, uh, if if I have to make a comparison, for example, how do we do it in the lab? So in place of the nature, nature takes around millions and billions of years under heat, pressure, temperature to turn the organisms or the dead matters to turn into oil or gas, natural gas. So we are taking the same principle of high pressure, high temperature, heat, and we are turning the waste products into bio-crude or bioproducts, natural gas or gas, biogas in a matter of few hours. So from oh. millions of years to in the lab, it's taking few hours. So we are doing exactly the same process which the nature does, but in the lab scale in a matter of few hours. Love that, that. That's what we do. Yep. Well, so how? I mean, like, I mean, I mean, is it something we're just talking about? I mean, have you, know, you ever done Every time this? you've ever heard that pressure in time, yeah. Yeah, so we, we the, just need the pressure now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's exactly like a pressure cooker, if you say. Pressure cooker in means like you are taking any kind of waste material, like Swiss sludge, for example, sludge, and just putting into a vessel, a stainless steel vessel. And we are kind of heating it up at a very high temperature of 400 degrees centigrade or 300 degrees centigrade with pressures of about 2000 PSI. And turning the water there, like for example, in the place of the Swiss sludge, the water kind of acts as a catalyst and breaks down the organic matter into hydrocarbons. So in that way, we are turning it within a matter of two hours oil, which the nature is taking millions of years. But there's a basic difference between the oil which you get from the underground to the one we are making in the lab. There, you don't have oxygenated compounds because there is no oxygen deep down there. There is sulfur, nitrogen kind of uh, uh, kind of materials. But here, since everyday usage for biomass, that we have a lot of oxygen. But in the oil, you don't need oxygen. If you have very high oxygen content in your bio crude or bio oil, your car won't run. 
because you have to remove the oxygen because it lowers the heating value of the oil, heating value of the oil, so you have to remove the oxygen. So the next step, we also mimic what you do in a petroleum crude oil. So we take hydrogen and try to remove the oxygen as water or as carbon dioxide or carbon monoxide gas. And at the end, we get a refined oil, like, or I will say oil, like a bio oil. So yeah, we mimic everything what is already done, but in a different way with a feedstock, which is very different. So, you know, yeah. when my grandmother used to cook um, cabbage or collards in a pressure cooker, I thought that stunk. Yeah. I can't even, I wouldn't want to be no. downwind of that. Oh, no. I got it. <laughs> it's it's really smelly. Like when you, when you uh, take the sweat sludge, it's really smelly. Oh, Lord. I'm but about to you, gag when right you now. use biomass, I don't think it doesn't smell. Mm. So well, I'm glad to know that because I just thought Sushil was having like a an off day. You know, like with, you know, <laughs> well, and this gives a new meaning to oil check, too. You know, that's well, so different. It, it to me, it sounds like you're talking about the effects of, I don't know, like feedstock blending and catalyst support on like hydro treatment and maybe like algae, HTL, bio crude. Yes. With, but with like non edible vegetable oil to produce transportation and sustainable aviation fuels. That sounds like what you're talking about, right? <laughs> I mean, Jeremy did John, did y'all get that? I forgot to get introduce John over here on keys, but to me, that's what it sounds like. She's yeah, I mean, that's at. kind of what she's getting. Getting at. It is, that's what it sounds like. Um, that is the topic. That was the topic yeah, of yeah. your uh, your presentation. Yeah. So why was yours so good? What was what was so good about it? That got, I mean, do you not get, just hear what she said? Well, I mean, that other than phenomenal. That, I mean, I didn't know if there was. Yeah, well, that, okay. Well, <laughs> that's I guess an oral we just got to, Yeah, we just got it. We just we? got Never oral mind. presentation. I mean, that's what it was. <laughs> so it was basically with the feedstock, which is called algae. Algae, you have seen it like algae bloom on like ponds and everywhere, right, which right. is really harmful for the fresh water or drinking water. So we are kind of taking the algae and turning uh, into oil again. So when you try to process algae, first you get the algae as a bio crude, but you cannot take that bio crude and turn it into oil. You need to do hydro treatment or upgrading as similar to what you see in petroleum or refineries. So when you try to do that with algae, since algae has a lot of oxygenated compounds, nitrogenated compounds that turns into a polymer like a like a mass, which kind of increases the reactor pressure, temperature, catalyst uh, deactivation. So we tried to see why can't we mix another oil and try to make it less reactive. So we took an inedible vegetable oil, which is very heat tolerant, drought tolerant. It doesn't need water. It can grow in the bushes and shrubs. So we took that and tried to mix it. And we were able to hydro-treat or upgrade the algae oil to a transportation fuel. When we started to work on it, we had no idea whether this will work or not because it's the first time we are mixing. What if it doesn't work? What if the whole oil turns into a polymerized mass? What if like a chunk? It's not an oil. So we really did find out there are synergistic effects of blending uh, two different type of feedstock, for example, in my next project, I'm also trying to see how can we kind of make it into a circular economy by kind of mixing different type of feedstock. Because at the end of the day, what we throw into the trash is just not algae, just not oil, just not. It's a mixture of different things. So if there is a synergistic effect of feedstock blending at the end, if we can produce 
oil or transportation fuel or gasoline or heavy diesel in the matter if it's not even uh, sustainable aviation fuel. So, yeah. All right. Well, that makes sense. Or, I mean, the presentation, because I actually understood that. (laughs) (laughs) So, no wonder. Well, and uh, no pun intended, how did you get interested in this crap? <laughs> uh, that could you be like that, that, that could be <laughs> <laughs> That well, yeah, that, yeah. I mean, how, I mean, how, what, how what, did this what, become what, a passion in, in this okay. biowaste bio so, fuel? So, biofuel. So, way back in India, I left home like when I was seventeen years old. I I won't say left home. What but What part of India are you from? I'm from uh, Calcutta. Okay. Uh, so then I wanted to study engineering because back in India. You have to be an engineer or a doctor. So, hmm. engineer. <laughs> engineer. Say Hueytown, that's not what they said. No. Not even close. No. Garbage man or NASCAR driver. <laughs> Nothing in between. It's like engineer or a doctor. <laughs> no, no, no. Good fields, though. And so you too. Yep, man. Uh, garbage man. Garbage man. Yeah. Yeah. So, my dad is an engineer. My uncle is an engineer. So, there was no way out for me. Mm-hmm. You have to be an engineer. Go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I was like, okay, I like chemistry. So how about doing chemical engineering? But when I started doing chemical engineering, it's not chemistry. That's what I tell people. Chemical engineering is not chemistry. No, we've got chemistry for chemistry. Yeah. yeah. It's it's very related to mechanical engineering. Mechanical and chemical engineering, they have very similar concepts and yeah. similar subjects. What do you call a failed chemical engineer? A chemist. A chemist. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> No offense to all of our chemistry <laughs> listeners out there. I'm just yeah. joking. I'm sure it's difficult. Yeah, I'm real. Yeah, difficult. a little compound here. Mm-hmm. You take a compound beaker. No. Okay. <laughs> yep. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I started working. Uh, so no. So I finished my chemical engineering, and there's a thing for India, which which I have to share, which is really true. So when I was graduating, there were core chemical engineers who were coming, uh, like companies who were trying to recruit uh, students. And they always used to say only male candidates. Hmm. I did not even had a chance to sit for an interview for a core chemical engineering companies because they feel a woman at night, like she cannot work at night. She won't be able to work in a plant facility. There is so much of smoke and like so much of dust, she might be not able to carry or lift heavy weights. She will be married, become a mother. That's mm. what, like, this is a true story, which mm-hmm. really happened to everyone back like 10 years before, maybe. So I did not even have a chance to sit for an interview for a core chemical engineering. And while my friends, whom we used to help with our assignments and copies and everything, they got through a chemical engineering company because they were male. And after that, it was like uh, back in India, I think it's still there, the computer science, the IT jobs, like there are a lot of IT companies back in India. So the second option is go to an IT company. So like I can say like 95% of my friends, we all went to the IT company. I started coding like C++, C++, Java from chemical engineering to computer science engineering. And we had to learn. That's a good thing. Like I learned, I, I worked there for... I think uh, two years or something, but I did not like coding. I was like, I don't want to sit in front of the computer and code. It was not me. Then I was like, okay, then I should go for my master's. 
and I was looking for opportunities all around the world to like not India but anyway so I ended up in Technische Universität of Hamburg Harburg so that's where I ended up in Germany, Hamburg in, correct yeah okay. Germany so there I did my environmental engineering masters for two years then I started working in German Biomass Center, which is funded by the government of Germany. And that's where I was treated very equally. Like they did not see me. If you were a male or a female, I had to lift, I don't know, 100 pounds of things by myself, clean the reactors. And there was a huge rotary clean reactor, I still remember. And they were like, no, you take it out and go and wash it or do things like that. Like, that time I realized I was treated very equally. There was no male, female, like you cannot do this, you cannot do that. And that's how I started my journey into this world of biofuel or bioenergy, biosystems. And and in that I was first introduced, like I was turning wood pellets into solid fuels, which was used for heating rooms during the months of uh, from November to February or whatever the winter months. So I was there. So I was making those wood pellets and that is also a solid fuel. So that's how I entered into this world of biofuels. And I can see like if I do something, the result comes out in a matter of few hours. So that really was gratifying for me. Like, oh, wow, I can see the results right in front of me. Like, I really like this space of alternate and cleaner fuel energy and something which I can contribute to the world, like circular economy or like carbon footprints, like we can track this carbon footprint. So that's how I entered into this biofuel, bioproducts, uh, energy, this world. And then I really liked this. And then I was like, hey, I loved working in the lab. There's something I, I know it's kind of gets messy, smelly. You burn yeah. things. And heavy. Yeah, heavy. But mm. I really liked it. And then I was applying for my uh, doctoral positions around the world. And I ended up under Dr. Shushila Dikari. Uh, how did you learn about Auburn? <clears throat> I think it was just Google search of biosystems engineering. Okay, first, I did not have any idea what is biosystems engineering. I had no clue mm. because I know chemical, mechanical, Join the civil, club. right? Yeah, <laughs> mechanical, civil, chemical, whatever, like, uh, engineers. But then I rem- uh, then I see that biosystems is like it's not a core engineering. It's like it's a mixture of you need chemical engineers, mechanical engineers, uh, agriculturists, chemists to solve the world problems. You cannot just have one mechanical engineer solving it. So it's like an amalgamation of all the majors to solve world's problem like food water energy environment systems like we don't have only one major working to solve it so it's like a, a interdisciplinary uh, major if you say definitely yeah. google search that seo is hey, working huh? baby <laughs> mm-hmm. love that alphabet way to go too. tyler yeah you're right <laughs> yeah right <laughs> well and when i hear her tell the story of um you know not getting those opportunities mm-hmm. purely because she's a woman mm-hmm. yeah that's bull crap Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> oh, I, I was delayed. I need. I wanted to shout at the end, but yeah. that's what I just stood no. up to. This is a bull crap. Yeah, I like it. This is good. This is gonna be fun. Um, the uh, did you speak German? Do you speak yes, German? Yes. How many how many languages do you speak? I speak. I think uh, English, Bengali is my mother tongue, German, and Hindi. So I speak four. Mm. Oh, I barely speak gosh. one. Yeah, you know, four. Well, so <laughs> let's let. What is Sushil really like? 
I mean, I mean he smiles. Yes, I have you know. to talk about Dr. Shushiladikari. He's a phenomenal mentor, I think. He is, I think you, I I don't, I have really less what, like, he's a mentor or every graduate student, like, he's a dream. Like, he really helps the student. Like, I won't say the word help. Help is, will be really small to describe. But he really listens to us. And he's very patient, very empathetic, and he helps us to grow into individuals every day, like a researcher into into a research. Like I was not a researcher back like when I arrived four and a half years ago, but all the credit goes to him because he has a vision for everyone. And under him, I think all like I think he's one of best, like, if there is a best mentor award, which can go to, uh, like, which can go in the Auburn uh, University, it should go to Dr. Adhikari. Mm, ringing endorsement. I, I concur. I think you can ask the biosystems, any uh, undergraduate students, they will also, like, he won the best faculty award years, years after years. You know, we share biosystems with AG, right. the College of AG. Yep. And sometimes I just don't like that because I just want it all for ourselves because yeah, I mean, they're doing yeah. such great things. Hey, we, we got the students. We got that, the students. The, we yeah. got the best part. But uh, anyway, well, hey, tell tell Sushil that, uh, you know, we said hey. And, uh, yeah, again, thanks so much yep. for, for joining us. War Eagle. War Eagle. War Eagle. You're listening to the Hashtag Getting Podcast, brought to you by Auburn University's Samuel Ginn College of Engineering.